Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast, Say Something. Uh, we have been wanting to do a podcast for so long now, so the fact that we are able to gather and talk and have a conversation together is just something that we've wanted for so long. So I want to go ahead and start with introductions. My name is Miriam. It is Bria, the baddest, the boldest, bravest. You already know what it is. Intro is the same. Bringing the same energy, baby. Taylor. Hey, everyone. It's Abby. I want to go ahead and introduce two very mm -hmm. special people to the 20-somethings. We have Joy and Dia calling in and hanging out with us to have this very important conversation. So claps for them. Thank you, ladies. Hello. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you. We're excited for the wisdom y'all are going to bestow upon us. Please stop. We are about the same age. <laughs> Please. <laughs> We're literally the same age. If not, I'm like older by a couple months. <laughs> I be forgetting. Well, maybe y'all the same age. Well, I be forgetting. No, no, yeah. You're, you're, you know, like my little. But still, y'all relative. Y'all relative the same age. <laughs> okay so all right um so today's topic is going to be about sisterhood and the realities of sisterhood um we think it's a very important conversation to have because you know as of right now and for a while black women have been painted in a very negative uh light it looks like we're always combative it looks like we can't really get it together looks like keyword it looks like so we wanted to talk about our experience, how we remain so close, um, the ups and downs of sisterhood, and just give a realistic perspective on what really goes down. So does anyone want to kick us off with one of the questions? Mm -hmm. I feel like we should start off by saying, like, how would you define sisterhood? Like, what does sisterhood mean to you? Okay, well, to me, let's see, sisterhood is definitely about uh, finding people that, one, you have certain things in common with, um, people that you are comfortable with. Um, I feel like if you can find people that you can have a certain level of vulnerability and can really confide in them, sometimes get tough, because I know that for Black women specifically, we always are pictured as the strongest for some reason and that we can tolerate more pain than, you know, other women or other um, women of color. So if you have like that group, that tribe where you can really just melt down or just cry, or just have a, a shoulder to lean on, I think that is really important, especially in some like milestone areas like new, like trying to get into school or, you know, trying to get a new job or all of these different things that cause so much stress. Um, it's nice having some people that you can really lean on in times like that. I agree, Dia. I love the point that you um, brought up about there being a level of vulnerability. I feel like for somebody to be a sister to you, they know a different side of you than kind of the persona that you put on or the mask you have to put on to work in the corporate world, go to school and kind of like function in society. And so it's, I feel like that bond is just a little bit deeper. I feel like sisterhood has a lot to do with, um, I don't know, people who genuinely know your, your character um, and kind of ground you in that sense. And, you know, after we've, um, you know, 
lived in that vulnerability with each other, they're kind of like that guiding light to who you are and you can always go back to that. So I feel like it's people who can give you that mm-hmm. unconditional support and just kind of hold you to who you are and ground you in a sense. So we love our sisters from infinity to infinity. Love them. Okay. <laughs> love a black woman yeah. from yeah. infinity to infinity. <laughs> I am crying. Yo. Oh, I don't yeah, know that because she don't be on TikTok. I do know that. No, oh, period. God, we can post. Don't hit me. <laughs> but yes, a lot of great, great feedback. Um, I think sisterhood to me is also, y'all know I like to bring a holistic view to things. So when things aren't really panning out, I think that's when sisterhood really, in the sense of like disagreements or like somebody's doing something that you don't think is part of their character and just having that conversation. Um, I know those things are very difficult to do. And I know like a lot of people aren't really used to accountability. I mean, I think everybody is, and it's something that we have to grow and learn as we get older. Um, Just learning how to respond positively to being held accountable for things that people see and think that aren't, you know, up to par, we hold each other to a high standard, so it's very important to hold one another accountable. So I think sisterhood is also knowing that it's not always going to be excellent times, kiki, ha, ha, every day, hey, girl, hey. Because, you know, people see, at least um, uh, some of us, and, like, they see us always always together, but, you know, Instagram, it's the highlight reel, so you're going to see us when we're you know, after we record, we go out to act storing or whatever the case may be. And they're like, oh, my God, how you guys remain so close. Do you not know the trials mm-hmm. and tribulations we had to overcome to keep this sustainable? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, that's something I also wanted to highlight. It's that, you know, people have a false perception, um, especially in Greek life, that, like, we're always going to be, you know, oh, I don't know if y'all heard that, but um, we're always going to be. People have a false perception, especially with Greek life, that we're always going to be on 100, always talking, always, you know, doing whatever. But we're human beings and like joining a sorority or fraternity doesn't really stop the growth process for each individual and how that impacts their interaction. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, yeah, I like that accountability. Oh, I'm sorry, Joy. No, no, go ahead. My bad. Um, yeah, I like that accountability piece that Abby was touching on because I really feel like that's something that I look for from you all more than I guess other people in my life. Like it mm-hmm. is necessary, I think, to have people that one know you mm-hmm. very closely and how you operate, but two are also willing to like have those conversations with you and like move past that uncomfortability because I think a lot of times people don't want to hold their friends accountable uh, accountable because it's difficult and it might tarnish a relationship but I mean for me at least I know when y'all are coming to me like hey like that wasn't okay or just like in some way holding me accountable it's one out of love and two is going to be like an honest evaluation of something that I have done and you know, it's going to be for my betterment and it's not to tear me down mm-hmm. or anything like that because of the status of our relationship. Um, I always think back to like the one day back at, well, I was an undergrad, Bria and Miriam had graduated. I don't know what drama was going down, what some drama was going down. I decided to be petty, <laughs> whatever. 
And Bria called me and she was like, out of everybody, I'm like, she called me and she was like, Taylor, I am so disappointed in you. I was like, oh my God. It's because I love you. It's because I love I you. I am disappointed. So, like, I don't think people have ever told me like they disappointed in me. I think that might've been the first time. I mean, my mom, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? But I don't think I've ever heard that from somebody. Like, I am disappointed in you. And I needed that. And I knew because, like, I was being petty and I just, like, did not understand in the moment. I was like, but Bria, like, I was trying to make excuses for myself. I was like, I'm the youngest. I could do what I want. Like, they need to grow up. Why do I have to? Like, all the all the excuses I wanted to make. And she was like, no, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to act that way. Like, you specifically. And it was just speaking to, like, our relationship even back then. Like, she knew who I was and she was still, like, willing to hold me accountable and tell me what I needed to hear in those moments. So yeah, I just think back to that. I'm like, oh my goodness. That was so long ago, but you were being spicy. You were being spicy. I was. You had to cool you down. I needed to calm down. Appreciate you, brah. I got you, bro. Don't even worry about it. Big word. But that's what I feel like that's what separates like acquaintances from like even like friends from sisters is like Gotta get down and dirty, baby. Gotta get down and dirty. Say what needs to be said. Still love you, though, at the end of the day. Oh, how'd you know? Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So just to add my little two cents. I mean, I basically agree with every single thing that's been said so far. Um, And I think the only thing that, for me, I guess how I define sisterhood is, like, it's a chosen bond. Like, it's a decision that you make and you have to make every day um the same way that you do with like any other relationship but I think specifically when it does come to like womanhood there is like a little bit of a difference um especially when it does become to like choosing who your sisters are because I feel like sometimes you do like you feel as if it can sometimes feel like it's slapped together like especially when it's like sorority wise because you don't you're not necessarily choosing who's going to actually quote unquote be your sister but you still have to make the decision and choice to actually build that relationship and to allow for someone else to hold you accountable and to receive, you know, their love and their criticism and everything and know that whatever they're telling you is trying to be rooted in that, but then also to have your advisors up and realize when you might have to end a relationship or you might have to realize that someone isn't being, isn't fulfilling that role of being a sister towards you. And, you know, making that decision to be like, hey, that's not what I need in my life. Or that's not what a sister represents to me. So, yeah. That's just- Love that. Love that. Oh, my God. You guys are giving so many gems, you know. <laughs> I just want to help the young girls out there because, you know, they see love and hip hop and they think that's sisterhood. Girls, but, not you know. just the young girls. It's the old girls. You think. Niggas <laughs> 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 close to the out. Can we cuss? Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah okay good anyway so yeah nick been close to 30 but like i still see like trash relationships like just across the board and it's weird because you think like because i remember when i was like younger and i used to think like it was all very simple but the older i've gotten the more complicated my relationships especially with women has gotten because you start to see just like Things change, your body, I mean, for one, your body's just changing, your priorities change, and then, like, 
stepping into womanhood fully like what does that even mean who prepares you for that so like you're trying to figure out life and stuff but it's yeah at this age people still don't know what they're doing oh, yeah. <laughs> so. that's big facts sometimes I'm looking around and like people will tell me certain things that their friends did to them and I'm like girl that's mm-hmm. not your friend, friend. not your friend, not your friend. Mm-hmm. And even I mean I could segue like with what I'm going to say with the next question, but even me, I mean, Taylor knows I have trouble keeping healthy boundaries with like my, you know, my sisters and stuff. Like I'm always trying to, you know, Christian trying to be Christ-like while also like creating healthy boundaries and holding people accountable to where they're not doing not just me dirty, but other people dirty. Cause like, that's the whole thing about holding people accountable. It's like, yeah, if you do me dirty, fine, I could cut you off. But if you're moving mad with other people, like that's not really, you know, that's not what we're trying to be mm-hmm. as black women. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm going to go to the next question for you, ladies. How do you balance loyalty to sisterhood while also holding each other accountable? Hmm. That is quiet. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if we keep it real, like, I feel like that has been something maybe we all have been trying to figure out over the past couple of years and, you know, still wanting those relationships, at least to be cordial or to be positive, but still struggling with trying to figure out how much you can give towards it and how much um, it can weigh on you until it's like too much for you to bear and, you know, having to let it go. And of course, it, and not wanting to let it go because you recognize, you know, the kind of commitments that we made to one another. So I feel like I've been trying to figure that out and it's a very difficult thing to do, especially like, you know, coming from the Christian mindset of like wanting to be loving and forgiving and just have a kind heart towards everyone. Um, But at times it's to my detriment and it's like, I don't know the exact balance Mm -hmm. between the two quite yet. Um, I think it's a growing process and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to set up proper boundaries in all of my relationships, not just here and Mm -hmm. figure out, you know, like Abby, when to say no and and what's too much and how to adequately express myself and my needs in every relationship. Um, I don't think it's exclusive to this. But again, just adding that commitment piece, right? Like when you have friendships, they can easily wilt away and you can do away with them if it's not serving you. But I think just that sisterhood component, again, is like, it holds a little bit more of an importance in my opinion, um, because I I wouldn't want to give up on anybody, especially if they need like a sister in a time of need, like I want to be that person. So yeah, I don't necessarily have an an answer to it. I wish I knew so I could tell the young girls how to operate. Um, But honestly, I would just say be patient, give people time to grow and be graceful. That's the biggest thing. Be graceful in that you understand that everyone around you is growing and learning themselves. So while people may do something, I mean, unless it's, it's wild, unless it's crazy but people may do something that you don't like or kind of like maybe hurts your feelings but you have to recognize they're still growing and learning about themselves and they don't have it figured out either 
So as much as you can, just be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and maybe what they're going through in life. And even sometimes understand that it's not always about you. Like they're not doing something to harm you, but they're doing something because they've been harmed or because they're dealing with a lot and they don't know how to express themselves. So that, I think that's been what I've been trying to do for the most part, um, just trying to give people as much grace as possible and not hold things against them and, and leave it in the past. So that's what I got to say. Mm. I like that. Yeah, for me, um, for the accountability aspect, I really feel like you have to be understanding of people's backgrounds sometimes, um, especially when you want to hold on to a relationship or you feel like, okay, this this girl is cool. Like, I want her to want to stick around. Like, that's my girl. So if something is going on, because <clears throat> I feel like I'm very understanding of people and sometimes, uh, like Taylor said, it can uh, be of harm to me versus helping both of us um so I don't know it's just like trying to understand where people are coming from knowing how to communicate too um with people is important because if you I don't know put your feelings before someone else's or if you feel like it's also one-sided friendship or one-sided relationship then you really have to either communicate and be like, look, I've been doing this, this, this for you, or I'm trying to understand where you're coming from, but you're not trying to understand where I'm coming from. Um, if we want this uh, friendship to last or to work, we need to figure this out. Um, and I recently had a conversation like that with one of my friends because I know she didn't mean any harm, but like the situation that happened, she, I don't know, she just let me have access to someone that had the potential to hurt my feelings and I came to her and I was like girl if if somebody has a reputation that is not going to serve me or has a potential to like harm me or hurt my feelings or whatever whatever don't just sit there and be like oh I don't want to you know introduce any doubt or whatever to y'all's relationship no introduce doubt introduce doubt you know me you don't know them like you know how my feelings are set up I'm coming to you and I, you know, kind of expect you to, you know, let me know what's up so that I don't, you know, be out, out here looking crazy. So it's just like, I don't know, being comfortable enough to have those conversations. And now she knows like, okay, Dia doesn't play by her feelings and don't. So now if a situation comes up like that again, she'd be like, okay, you know, this is what's up. Do it. Don't do it. At least you've given me the option. So I don't know. It's just communication, I think, is also important. I 100% agree, Dia. I think communication is probably one of the biggest aspects of accountability and like the like people's ability to have difficult conversations. I feel like even in that, um, it just takes a little bit of acknowledgement of where somebody is on with their personal growth and what they're able to even comprehend when it comes to other people's feelings or how to communicate those feelings. So I feel like as far as the sisterhood and, and knowing that about somebody else is kind of recognizing and again, being graceful to where they are and where their development is as a person and emotionally and mentally and spiritually and kind of taking that to account helps a lot. But I feel like there, it's just a, it boils down to a lot of people just don't want to have hard conversations. They don't want to feel uncomfortable. They don't want to, to, to push those boundaries when it comes to even their, like their own thoughts and feelings. So 
I don't know. I, I like telling like it is, and I, I feel comfortable doing that. And I feel like that I'm attracted to people who who do that. And I guess that goes back to us being able to have a choice in the people that we surround ourselves. But I feel like people, when they are thinking about sisterhood, need to take that into account the most. Like, you know, if we have shared interests, that's great. But if we have the same mindset about how we will tackle something that's difficult and be able to speak through it, I feel like that's kind of also determines what makes a sister to you and how you can handle accountability. I feel like mm-hmm. I used to be that person like years ago. I used to hate conflict and I always wanted to like harmonize and like make sure like I would make myself like less than to make sure that everyone else is comfortable. But I recognize like that first of all, it doesn't do me any good. Mm-hmm. And second of all, like those feelings aren't going to go away. If anything, they're just going to build up over time. And then you're just going to have resentment towards that other person. So I think when it comes to having like difficult conversations, first you have to figure out if that person's even at the same level to receive it. Mm-hmm. Because some people are really like just sometimes mm-hmm. on the defense or like feel like a victim that they're not even willing to really hear what you have to say, but also like the delivery of it all and like making sure that you say like, I really value our friendship and you know, I don't hate you or anything like that, but this is making me uncomfortable. And like, I feel like your tone can really like make an impact mm-hmm. negatively or positively. So I think that comes with growth too, just like growing up as a woman, like, like knowing how to have difficult conversations and like articulate yourself. And when it comes to knowing that you have like a great friendship with someone else, you would know that they're not, they're going to take it as constructive criticism and not automatically be like on the defense and be like, well, that's the end. <laughs> like, all right, well then F you, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I think when it comes to like having good people around you, you shouldn't be afraid to express whatever makes you uncomfortable. But again, the delivery and the tone is important. Big per, big per. And Mm -hmm. I guess in terms of loyalty, like I feel like once you encounter like experiences that force you to have these conversations or force you to be in these these predicaments, because you honestly don't know until you experience it. And you could always look to older women for guidance and even look to like shows for inspiration. Insecure girlfriends are good examples of what, accountable friendships between older women look like but at the end of the day you don't know until it happens and I feel like you should just look to be loyal to the people who bring the best out of you and that you feel the most genuine and authentic with and that genuinely you can feel that they have your best interests at heart and you just follow that and time will tell like experience will tell and life will tell you who's mm-hmm. in your corner and what it feels like and I don't know my biggest thing is just kind of encouraging discernment with women. And I feel like there's a lot of um, talk of us having to exercise that with like men or like jobs and, you know, society, but not a lot between us and like what a healthy relationship looks like between women. So I don't know, stay loyal to the ones who make you feel good, who you can feel you're growing and show that love. That's all. That's, that's it. It's really simple. It's really simple when you think about it. <laughs> it's simple, but not always easy. But it's not, there you go. It's simple, but not easy. Yo. I'm so weak. Any other thoughts on this? Y'all said it all. <laughs> Y'all already said it all. I, like, I, said it all. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> oh, perfect. So for everyone or anyone who wants to contribute on this one, um, how has your perceptions of sisterhood changed from undergrad to now? It's more real. Very and I mean, so. the only reason why, Very much not so. the only reason, but I mean, like, I think it's because an undergrad or at least in America, the way our undergraduate system is set up, like, that's like the first time most of us are like leaving the house, doing your own thing, but you don't really have real responsibilities and you're not really dealing with like real actual life and like the issues and like sometimes you are, but for the most part, you're just kind of like living your best life, just going to cl- like your class is really your main responsible, maybe a job, but it's not like you're even taking that job serious. But then I think the minute you leave undergrad, you realize, oh shit, like this is actually, I have bills to pay. I have an email. I have a desk. Like I have meetings I have to go to. I have to like, you know, have my birth certificate. Like things that you don't always th- think about that your parents handle. Now it's like you, like you have to handle it. Like you got to buy your own furniture. And it's like, take yourself to appointments. Like all those things kind of happen. And I think that's really kind of where you start to see the true test of sisterhood. Like, yes, there was stuff that happened, but I think when you take a step outside of school, you kind of realize that a lot of the issues and stuff that y'all were dealing with were very trivial and it just was very superficial. It just was so exacerbated because that was all you had to worry about and deal with. But now like our parents are getting older. Like I'm thinking about insurance and buying a house and dang, like, am I going to get married? Do I want kids? Like things that are like very, very real. Like also like, yo, what about my health? Like, am I healthy? Are there things I need to be like doing better? Do I need to start taking supplements? Like those, like, and that becomes like, that's real life. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like, this shit is real. Like, this is what you really have to think about. Like, okay, how can I be healthy? How can I be the healthiest version of myself in all areas of my life? And I think that's, the biggest change within sisterhood is that I don't need my line sisters as much to like talk bullshit. I kind of need them because I'm dealing with real things and I need them so I can cry on the phone Mm -hmm. or to talk me through how to like figure out some like appointment shit because my line sister like works for her brother who's a doctor, like things like that. Um, So I think like in that sense, and that also kind of deepens the bond because then you're really having like these conversations where you're like, yo, like, I'm going through this and you're also going through this. Like, and it's, and it's you like, it's more grounded in like where you're currently at, if that makes sense. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I completely agree a hundred percent with all of that. I feel like in, um, when you're out of undergrad, you have to work mm-hmm. so much harder for those relationships and in undergrad, it's like, oh, everyone's mm-hmm. kind of close together, especially in Blacksburg. We all went to Virginia Tech, so we know that it is a close-knit, like, mm-hmm. community. And, like, everyone – it's so easy to see, like, your friend, like, oh, it's across the hall. Or it's, like, that dorm, the BCC. What does the BCC stand for? You? Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And she said she a sister. Don't let you get a hold of this. Let's go home, please. But again, like what you were saying, um, everyone was so close together, so it was easy to just see that person every day. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, oh, we're all living in different states. 
where even if we do live in the same like area, mm -hmm. it's still harder to see each other because we're all working, we're all stressed. We're, you just have to work a lot harder to mm -hmm. like keep that relationship intact. And again, like what you were saying about like trivial things, I think in undergrad, like the things that we would argue about is something that we would not even waste a breath mm -hmm. now. You know what I mean? Like it holds no weight at all. So it's just, it's really funny to think about it, like how much we've grown and life literally just so many, there's other pressing things that's going on in our life. Mm -hmm. So I agree with everything you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, retweet everything Miriam said. I honestly didn't realize, I guess in undergrad, how hard it would be to like maintain the relationship. Um, I think, you know, due to the circumstances in which we met, it was easy at first to try to get to know everyone and, you know, just hanging out with the gang, you know, ah. it was kind of just, you know, it was easier. And then as you separate and as people graduate, that gets harder. And then even now that we're out into the real world and, you know, for most of us, five out of nine what we all live in northern virginia and then seven out of nine live in virginia in general right it's like still very very difficult to make that time like even getting this together it'd be a struggle Miriam's schedule all over the place like girl send your availability we trying to see you bro um, <laughs> but it's like actually time put in and I don't think people realize that and I did not realize that as an undergraduate student so like even now today um I always have like students come up to me like oh my god you're in uh, uh, you ooh, I want to be I'm like, uh, let's let's talk about it for real <laughs> and it's not even about my organization I'm like listen I don't care what organization you go into but like let me tell you the real deal about sisterhood because you gonna get in this and then you're gonna be shell-shocked when it's, it doesn't turn out the way you want it to be, mm -hmm. especially because these new kids, they different, y'all. I ain't even going to talk about it. Y'all, can I say mm -hmm. this, little, this little side? <laughs> this is so off topic, but tell me why. Tell me why the mm -hmm. other week I was, I went to the, to the printer, right? And there were two kids, they were trying to print, but that printer was like out of paper. And I was like, oh, well, this one's out of paper. Like I could take out to the next building that has a printer in it and like, I can help you with it. So I took them with me and tell me why this girl, I ain't going to say what organization she is in, but she ain't in ours. She sees my keychain. She's like, oh, I like your keychain. I'm a sorbor too. Different colors. The colors are not the same. Totally <laughs> different colors. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, girl. Okay. And then she went and sat down and she went to go like, I guess, upload her stuff to print it. And then I came back. I was like, hey, I'm about to leave. Like, are you okay with the printer? She's like, yeah. You know, I realized we're not in the same thing. I just, I was trying to show my respect because that's what they said. But I realized you're not a sore. I said, yes, sweetie. I didn't want to tell you because I recognized you was probably new. She's like, yeah, I'm a freshman. I just crossed last week. I said, all right, baby. Welcome to sister. <laughs> Welcome to Green Club. It's all right. <laughs> all right. Like her heart was in the right place. I appreciate your love, but we have two different colors. We is not so boss. But hey, shout out to you for that growth. Cause you know, back in the day, that was not back in the day. They would have cut you out. <laughs> yeah, they immediately would have been like, um, guess who just and it's like guess who Neo eat. But also like just a little aside as well before you just to 
literally yesterday I was talking to my cousin about Greek life and literally repeated everything you just said Taylor so yeah because she was like she had gone to she's in community college and transferring and so I had talked to her about it briefly and I was like yeah if you're ever interested just let me know and so she's been going I guess to her cousin's campus where they be doing they're doing Greek shows and all of that stuff now so she wanted to talk to me about it I was like look it's money it's time it's business and it's not about your feelings <laughs> and know yourself before you go in because if not you will lose yourself and you might not like it and I said check the chapter to see if like you could actually like do you see yourself with those women do you think that you could relate to them but hey I definitely want to emphasize know yourself before you go in because otherwise this will take you and run you through the mud, baby. Like you ain't even expecting any of the stuff that's going on because like, if you don't, I mean, obviously we're in college, so you don't know yourself as much as you do, you know, three years post-grad, four years post-grad. But again, when people say, you know, do your research, they really mean like, do your research on you, do your research on the organization, do your research on the chapter, because another aspect of it, just from people that I've talked to from other schools they're like the people that they were, you know, welcome, like that the chapter that they joined, basically, those individuals weren't, you know, the greatest or they weren't, weren't like they didn't do enough research on those specific individuals. So they were shell shocked again when like people were, you know, not the friendliest or like they were like very open, you know, oh, come join, da da da. But then after they joined, it was kind of like, okay, well, sayonara, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't care. And so, <clears throat> and obviously that's not everybody. Obviously, you know, we have. Joy on Dion on, on this call, and I'm sure you can hear that we're, it's, it's a free-flowing thing. Like, we have relationships. And so, like, I'm not trying to scare anybody from joining a sorority at all by any means, but I just want to emphasize the fact that everyone needs to do heavy research um, if it's something that you genuinely want to do. And I'm going to tell you now, the clout, the clout won't matter when you're 28. The clout won't matter when you're 25. The clout won't matter when you graduate, I promise. So... If you're doing it for clout, like, obviously people are going to hear this and still do it for clout, and that's cool, but don't be mad when no one cares when you graduate. Because mm-hmm. I've met people that are like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a soror too, you know, da, da, da. and I'm like, okay, nice to meet you, <laughs> you know, but like, I don't know what they expect for me to do, but like, we got real life problems going on. Like, I'm not really about to sit here and talk about <laughs> 50 50 I'll bleep it I'll bleep it I'll bleep it but talk about my sorority for like three hours because yes it's important yes I really appreciate the the bonds that I have but it's not life or death like (laughs) I'm really focused on my life Mm -hmm. like I'm sorry (laughs) sorry not sorry yeah yeah so I just I always tell them I hey ladies I know you want to join us, but I'm going to keep it real with you. Your expectations, go ahead, minimize that. Go ahead, minimize that. You're going to be like, oh, my God, we're all going to be besties. No, you're not. No, you're not, love. <laughs> not everyone. You got how many on your line? More than more than 10? Sweet eight. You're not going to know everyone. I already know. <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> and it's, like, very interesting um, just seeing them go through their – trials with their sisters now uh, and they're like I just can't believe there's so much drama I'm like I was you <laughs> I was you I didn't like the drama but I was mm-hmm. in it and they're like I don't know why the drama has to deal with everybody I was you but just teaching them how to 
one manage their expectations and also how to deal with it has been very beneficial. Um, and like even forewarning them as much as I possibly can, like, hey, this might happen. And, you know, they speak to the relationship that they have, like with their profiles and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I understand it's, it's a difficult thing. Um, but always bringing it back to like, yes, I know at first this was advertised or marketed to you as like, oh my gosh, we're going to be besties. It's going to be the greatest thing in the world. But now that you're in it, it's not meeting your expectations. So how are you going to operate accordingly? And so um, mm-hmm. it, it's a very interesting space to be in, seeing, you know, people actually go through the process to become in a sorority and it's like, hey, that was me one day. I know how difficult sisterhood could be, but keep going. You know, I just try to keep them encouraged, like keep the faith. This doesn't matter. And that was also something like when we were in undergrad, I want to say like oftentimes when issues would arise, I'm like, eh, well, is this going to matter to us in five years? Like, and oftentimes, like we were, we were talking about, it does not matter. Like we have grown woman problems these days. And so I tell them that I'm like, listen, whatever y'all dealing with, I, it's likely not to matter in the next three years, five years. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, going back to the one of the original comments um, about after you graduate, that's when the concept of uh, it being a choice is really strong because I'm on the way on the West Coast and all my ancestors on the East Coast. So choosing to still like uplift and support each other, check in, because like I said, we all have big girl jobs. We all have big girl problems doing all this stuff to just keep this relationship alive um, traveling back and forth, having some of them come to visit me, me eventually going to visit them. It all just like reinforces the idea that it is a choice to still love and support each other. And even though it is important to have um, like a group of women or a tribe to support you in the down times, it's also very important to have them celebrate you in the good times because you can have a lot of stuff going on and you may not recognize like I'm actually doing shit out here. Like I'm actually doing everything that we all talked about, you know, back in undergrad, like I want to do this, 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 and this. And now you're in the middle of it and you may not be able to see it, but to have people be like, girl, you're actually, you're doing everything that you said you was going to do back when we were in the dorm room and just, you know, having them ground you like was said before and say, you know, you're actually doing a really good job. Stop stressing. You're doing great. All of that, just having people to help put things into perspective is really important because obviously you'll meet women that won't do that for you because you don't have that relationship with them or they'll take your accomplishments and be like um I could do it better or that's really nothing or it's not even that big of a deal and all of that so I think that's also something to keep in mind I feel like being surrounded by people who will celebrate you Mm -hmm. and who've known you for years is able that growth is mm-hmm. like oh that's mm-hmm. like the most amazing thing is watching my friends succeed and like all of their dreams that they were once talking about like it actually being reality and then being able to celebrate with them instead of you know like there's those people who you know that they're, they're not really happy with all of the accomplishments that you made but actually just genuinely being mm-hmm. so unbelievably like proud and I feel like that's it's so nice to receive too like mm-hmm. from your good friends like someone mm-hmm. saying like oh I'm really proud of you and like I see you you are doing 
it hits different when somebody's seen the work right. when they when they see the progress. It hits different. Mm-hmm. It kind of support. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to. I just wanted to hear some more thoughts. I know we spoke a lot about like sorority specific, but um, and kind of like what we've learned getting older and what we kind of want younger girls to know, but like even outside of like sorority or Greek life, like what are things that you would want younger girls to know? And these are like girls, even in like elementary school, like fifth graders, like teenagers who are like, I feel like on kind of like a culture level, there is this push to like pit girls against each other or girls are catty girls are this or girls can't be friends, queen bees and mean girls and stuff like that. So and obviously, um, not all of that is true, and and we grow out of things as we get older. But I just want to know what kind of lessons, if you've learned it yourself, or if you've heard it, or just something you would want younger girls to know about growing into womanhood, and what kind of support you would have from other girls, like how you would lean on them, or just what you want them to know. These girls need help. These girls need help, and they need guidance, and we need to give it to them. Um, one thing that I will definitely say is I think a lot of people don't understand that it's bigger than you in life in general like everybody's not perfect and I need everybody to internalize that people aren't perfect now that's not to say don't have healthy boundaries you always need to have healthy boundaries and as we touched on we're all working on that but I think cancel culture has made it very popular to just like cut somebody off just because they did something that you particularly didn't like without you realizing that you've done things that other people don't like and if they cut you off you would be like oh they're moving crazy blah 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 and so I just feel like in a high school culture like enjoy yourself in the sense of like this is easier said than done because I know bullying and all that is a thing so like you want acceptance and that's the crux of it all like in high school um but I think just like several people have said, find people that find like you, like people that like you, people that aren't really necessarily trying to change you to like fit their mold. Um, Like it's okay to be by yourself and figure out the things that you like to do. Um, And then, cause I I just hate that I waited till like I was after college to figure out the things that I enjoy doing. And so I think at least for high school girls and early college girls, like I think it's important to try and learn yourself. And that's also how you avoid poor relationships with like men or girls or whatever the case may be. Um, So yeah, and then also just in turn, like be cognizant of what you're feeding your body in the sense of what you're listening to, what you're watching. Um, It makes a greater impact than people realize. I know the glitz and glam is cute, but for instance, I've mentioned love and hip hop. I don't know if you just take a good look at that show. I want you all to give me five things, five positive things that are coming out of that show. Like, and, and honestly, truly you can't. So um, I just think it's important because being young, you're very influenced by a lot of the things that you see and hear and what's popular. And that's why I want to emphasize like knowing who you are before seriously involving yourself in um, like intimate relationships with men and women. So. You summed that up well. I know. You kind of said it. I mean, to the the point, like, I don't know, it kind of, it kills me to see, like, young girls 
watching Jocelyn's Cabaret and loving hip hop and, and all of these, what I would consider toxic representations of relationships between women. And again, things are not peachy keen, but I think representation matters and I think media matters. And I think that there needs to be, if, I feel like the content is out there. I feel like there are good examples. The content is there. I don't know what younger people need to hear or how to to influence them to to take in that media. But like, I have learned so much from rewatching Girlfriends like five, six, seven times. There are lessons like I can put myself in every single one of those women's shoes. Insecure, I was able to see myself in every single one of those ladies on screen. So I don't know. Just looking at it through a journalism media lens, as I usually do, and like a mass communication lens is, um, I don't know, I, I just feel like there needs to be an urge to like get younger people involved in media that represents what we're trying to do. Like envision a life for yourself that is that feeds your soul, that feeds that growth and, and doesn't like feed on negativity and the I mean, combativeness. I just don't like it. I, I don't like, like it. I feel like that's what we're trying to do with the twenty somethings, mm-hmm. right? That's what we is trying to show like positive relationships and trying to talk about substantial topics instead of just showing like how, what every other con- like platform is showing, like negative, showing black women in a negative light. So I think that's one of the reasons why I even want to do this is because I want to show even younger girls that you can have great friendships and. Being like surrounding yourself with positive people who are trying to do something with their lives and trying to like find their purpose, mm-hmm. right? So, I don't know. People want to be entertained. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to be entertained, and I understand that. I understand that. That's why I even feel like with what we do, I want us to be as authentic as possible. And the glitz and glamour is fun. The ring lights and the challenges are fun, but I think it's important for people, for young girls to see, just for young people to see. People, older people, it doesn't even have to be that much older. Like I'm talking, I'm only what in my mid twenties. Like I even feel like I have an influence over girls who are early twenties at 2019 um, for them to see like real life, real life mm-hmm. happen. And that, like, I, like we said, this is not a game. This is not a joke. And it, it gets as gritty as it does on love and hip hop. But I feel like it takes people to, to have a certain level of um, vulnerability to show what real life is like. Um, Cause everybody's gonna go through it. Like everybody's gonna go through something. So I don't know. I just wanna help the youth. Ping pow. Yeah, I think uh, for us in our mid, some of us late, not gonna name names, 20s. Is that no, a shot? Give it her I'm playing. Girl. Oh, I was about to make it. Let me know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can we meet her, man? Man, no. I'm grateful for my age. Listen, That's a lot of right. people are dying real <laughs> young these mm-hmm. days. So I'm really we're grateful for young. every single day. All okay. right. She sounds like this I know. That's right. Anywho, I think for us it's very important to like recognize the position that we're in and being willing to kind of reach out and reach down to the individuals around us 
Um, and that's something that I've been trying to work on. Like, obviously, I work with college students on my day to day. So any of them that I interact with, but um, just looking at like our circles and then even outside of that, like the people that we can have influence over and can help bring up. Um, I'm someone who really emphasizes leading by example. And I know we have this platform here and we want to spread it as much as possible, but obviously not everyone is going to have access to this platform all the time or whatever it is. Um, So just like being cognizant of who's around us and like the ways in which you can influence their life because you know media is not going to change like access to media and the toxicity of it all is not necessarily going to change um people are going to see what they want to see and I mean people love the drama it's entertaining like I get it but I think it just emphasizes the importance of on a more like localized level or a a closer level like how important those relationships can be in shaping individuals and like being honest with ourselves and like the younger women around us like how we are in- influencing them and how we are helping them in this journey like are we spreading that information that we have learned even in our short time together are we like spreading that down or keeping it amongst ourselves so i guess that's just my little challenge to our guests and to the tings um yeah i'm gonna shut up now thank you (laughs) what is wrong with you (laughs) um yeah i think i think everybody made some beautiful points i mean per usual all of us are beautiful and educated um but to go off of that i think exactly what i said beautiful and educated i want young women to know that they are beautiful um, and educated. It doesn't necessarily have to be book smart, but you have a talent some way, somehow. Um, you don't have to be an engineer, doctor, lawyer, you know, the African parents, they think that's intelligence, but you can own your own business. You can have a clothing line. You can be artistic. You can be a content creator, and that's still a form of intelligence. So I think that representation is very important. That's another reason why I wanted us to, you know, start the 20-somethings and engage people that we re- people that we respect to speak on um, like our varying topics, um, because I feel like, yeah, media is not going to change, but we can do what we can by showing positivity um, and share like our minds, which I think are beautiful. We all have like very important, like we always drop in gems basically is what I'm trying to say. Like we all have very monumental things to share. And I think, you know, exposing younger people to that instead of everyday Kevin Samuels is great. So Way to sum it up, Abigail. Way to sum it up up and hit right on the point of why we're here, the purpose we do, and why it is important for women to engage in these relationships, build on these relationships, and grow in these relationships. So, um, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself, Abigail. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. We only have five minutes left. Does anyone right. have any final thoughts or what they would like to leave the group with um, or our listeners with today when it comes to sisterhood? When it comes to sisterhood, well, one, I'd like to say I'm so proud of y'all. <laughs> no, I love each and every one of you. I'm so glad that y'all started this platform because, like I said, it is very important to show these type of positive uh, relationships. Um, 
in the media because like like you said it's all for entertainment like <sighs> humiliating black women for some reason is a topic uh that people like to watch and it's not good it's not healthy for the, the little black girls that are growing up and seeing this stuff on tv on instagram like they're on social media younger and younger every day so um to have this type of platform available for people to share um, for the younger generation and their families, I think is really nice. Um, it's really important. And of course, we're here to support you. I'm glad that you invited us to speak with y'all. Um, definitely want to do more things like this, hold more talks about current events or, you know, other give you know, opinions on other definitions like sisterhood and so on and so forth. But, um, yeah, this was actually really, really, really fun. I'm glad I got to participate. We love you. We love you. We love y'all. Hey, shout out to our special guest, Dia and Joy. Yeah, I'll add like a little bit to what Dia said. Um, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, and I guess the one thing that I would just leave like everybody with is that, you know, this is, everybody is so cliche. It's like, oh, life is a journey, but like it really is. And like the people we are today, like none of us were these people when we all first met. We were totally different people, like totally different people. And I think, um, that's the beauty of it, is it like that's the beauty to see the growth and to realize that like I got stuff wrong and I got stuff right, but my sisters got stuff wrong and they also got stuff right. And like that's just the continual balance and journey is like you're gonna get things right, you're gonna get things wrong, but just have grace with yourself and each other. And if y'all are committed to one another, then you will see that growth and you will see that continuation. And I mean, like to be honest, like basically echoing what Dia said, like y'all were chosen for a reason and it was because of things like this like you know what I'm saying like I feel like our organization we really the crux of it the core of it is really you know uplifting people don't know once I say the black community but I think in particular like black women and you know I think doing things like this where it's like stripped down like this is the truth of it all but also here's the truth of it all from a lens that is positive um and that is uplifting but still honest is so important and key because as y'all have said like there's not enough spaces that allow us to do this like everybody else can have their space in their zone but it's more difficult for us to have it and for it to be something that is celebrated and upheld so y'all should be more than proud of yourselves but I will say like it's always this is who y'all are this is who you've always been it's just that you're now tapping into it <laughs> <laughs> that was so beautiful. Like, oh my god. Oh, it's oh, me oh. to tears. <laughs> Shutting no. tears. Hey. Hey, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the truth. And I think it comes it sh- it comes through in all the stuff you guys do. So be proud of yourselves. Cause it's not easy to do any of this at all. And like shoot, Dia Dia also makes content. So it's hard. You know, I've been in entertain quotable music and that is hard (laughs) like it's all hard you know all of the things we do are not easy so you know y'all should be proud of yourselves regardless of whatever bullshit might be going on in the background like you're doing it and that's important 
Wow. Thank you, Joy. Thank you. So wow. Much. I feel like that's the you motivation really that we needed. Yeah. Go ahead, Mary. What'd you say? Sorry. I said that was the motivation that we mm-hmm. needed. I feel like that's something that we needed to hear. It's like nice to get someone from like the outside and like seeing what you're seeing. I'll tell you right now, my mom has watched all videos. <laughs> Yes. Yo, auntie. She was giving me, she was like, oh, tell Abigail that they should talk about this. Or I would like discuss topics with her. Did I did not tell you this? Yeah, we would like discuss topics. I was like, oh, yeah, we could talk about that. They could talk yeah. about this, this, and that. And then she's like, yeah, you know what they're doing is good. So, mm-hmm, you know, I got the aunties watching as well as the young, the, the young children. So, <laughs> Uh, an approval from an African auntie, bro. Y'all don't understand the levels, so <laughs> <laughs> that's all we needed mm-hmm. for real. But thank you all, ladies, so much. Like, you really almost brought me to tears, Dia and Joy. I'm sorry, y'all know I'm sensitive, you know. <laughs> so, with that being said, thank y'all for listening. I hope you really enjoyed what we had to say and what we had to share. Um, we're definitely going to have Dia and Joy on here again and again and again. So you already know, just look out for all the content and we love y'all. Thanks for chilling and listening to Say Something with the 20 somethings. All right. Hey y'all, it's Abby here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Say Something with the 20 somethings. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at underscore 20 somethings. And also feel free to message us, DM us, and email us at 20somethings at gmail.com with any topics that you would like to hear and just let us know.